This is the Bare Naked Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Party. I'm a mindfulness mentor and breathwork facilitator who's here to bring you unfiltered conversations about mindset, spirituality, holistic healing, and entrepreneurship. Bare Naked Soul is about expressing who you truly are underneath it all as you shed the layers of who you think you're supposed to be. This is my journey of letting my authentic soul speak in hopes that it inspires you and teaches you to explore and express who you really are too. Hello, my love. Welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I'm so happy to have you. It is September 2nd today on the day that I am recording this episode. And it's funny because here in Pittsburgh, literally on September 1st, yesterday, the the weather dropped, like got a brisk little chill to it, you know? Um, It's just kind of funny. It's like, okay, we're entering fall. I'm super excited. I love fall until like November. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready for summer again. So yeah, but I'm excited for the next couple months. Um, I'm going to Cleveland this afternoon. So as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to go pack, meeting up with a friend, Kristen Lynch. She's actually been on the podcast um, a while ago. We were both on each other's podcasts. We worked with the same business coach like two years ago, and we've been internet friends ever since. And I'm super excited to meet up with her in person. She lives in Detroit. So this is like a halfway meeting point, And we're just doing a little two day adventure. And I'm just, we just don't have much planned, but we're just kind of going with it. And I'm super excited. I think the energy that is exchanged when you're around like-minded people is so powerful. And yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Other updates. So we're going to start going a little bit deeper with breath work. So the breath work that I've been teaching so far, if you've taken a class or if you're in the breath portal, which is my membership where you have access to all the videos I've done on breath work and um, ongoing classes and workshops as they come up, that has been a style that really kind of, it does, it does tap into releasing emotions. It does cleanse your system. It cleanses your emotional system. And then we really go into a guided meditation from there. And it's a great transition to meditation. So, so powerful for people who want to learn how to meditate, helps quiet the mind, makes meditation easier, all of that. That's the kind of breath work I do like five days a week. It's so powerful. I love it. But the kind of breath work I'm kind of moving forward forward into most of my classes are going to be a deeper kind of breath work. If you've done holotropic breath work, or if you've done, um, I call it trippy breath work because it's kind of trippy. You trip out like you're in an altered state of consciousness where you just, it's just, it's really hard to explain. Um, but it is more powerful. There's more trauma release going on. Often crying happens, often laughing happens, um, like kind of spasms almost like your body's contracting and moving around. And that's a huge way to release trauma. And you don't have to have had like a, um, a crazy traumatic experience to benefit from releasing trauma. What I'm referring to is that, but also is the times we've been rejected the times we've felt not good enough because this thing happened. Anytime we've, anytime we're sent into fight or flight mode, we get stress, we get anxiety, we get that tightness in our chest, right? 
we have these experiences all the time as humans and typically we contract, we hold them in. We hold that energy in instead of letting it out because in our society, we just don't do much in terms of releasing our emotions. So that this kind of breath work is super deep and it's super powerful for cleansing that it's super trippy. You'll be, you'll feel afterwards, you'll feel like you'll just be in an altered state. It's really interesting. If you've never done it, you absolutely have to check it out. So that's what my classes are going to be moving forward for a little while. At least I'm getting really good feedback on these type of classes. I also have workshops coming up. These are a little bit longer. They're like um, hour long sessions where there's journaling and yeah, they're just super powerful. So the breath portal, um, which is the monthly membership, it's 27 bucks a month. It has a seven day free trial. If you want to hop in for free and check it out, that is going to have all the um, recordings of the other style of breath work that goes into the meditation. It's also going to have the new ones coming up. So I'm going to link all of that in the show notes for you guys. Come check it out. Super powerful for cleansing through your emotions and really generating a sense of calm. Like I want to help people develop a sense of calmness in the body where you're not constantly being triggered because you've released the triggers from deep within. Okay. All of those updates being said, let's dive into this episode. I really want to say, please, please listen with an open mind. I know that it can be some of the things I'm going to say, maybe triggering, um, pay attention. If you feel triggered, pay attention to how my words make you feel. As I always teach in breath work and in my coaching and in all of my programs, you know, we want to allow feelings to come up and we need to feel them and observe them and notice them and let them be there so that they can leave our body. That's how, that's one way that we can process our emotions and let them go. So notice what comes up. Um, but this is meant to be empowering. It has empowered me so fucking much and helped my life so immensely what I'm about to teach. It's changed my life so much and I have to talk about it, even though I know that for some people this may be triggering. Um, where we have triggers, we have growth opportunities. And if you if you if anything comes up where you're like, ooh, I feel like talking to Leah about that, message me on Instagram. I'm at it's Leah Party. It's linked in the show notes. I'm open to chat, guys. I'm here for this. I'm here for you. Reach out. Now, as we talk about the topic, which is manifesting our health, manifesting a stronger immune system, manifesting immunity, um, and cultural PMS, the potential that PMS may be cultural. I'm not here to suggest that every health condition is a manifestation of our mind. I'm simply not suggesting that. I think that's not true. I'm a big believer in, in seeking health overall. I'm a believer in exercise and body movement and eating healthy, drinking lots of water, meditation and breath work, um, and other healing modalities that relieve our stress right? I believe there's an, and modern medicine. Absolutely. Right. There's so many things that go into this. I'm not saying that anyone who has anything, um, quote wrong with them or who has any dis-ease in their body, it's because of their mind. Um, I don't think that's true. And I just think we have a lot more power than we think. And I believe mindset can aid us much like a healthy diet can alongside other forms of healing. That is what I am suggesting. I'm going to explain the phenomenon that has occurred in my life um, with my own health and with uh, PMS over the past several several years that I've been kind of 
exploring this idea. Um, PMS has just been recently, but I've been, um, well, let me just start from the beginning. So let's say, okay, so I flew on an airplane when I was like 14, but until I was 23 or 24, I hadn't flown since. So it was kind of like my first time going on an airplane. Um, I went to Boston for a work trip and I got a really, really bad cold. And I was like so sick at this corporate event, like embarrassing, right? And then I didn't fly again for a little while. And then I got a promotion at work where I started flying like once um, once a month, about, about a week out of each month, I was like traveling for a week, right? So I flew in an airplane every single month. I flew all the time, not every month, but many months. And let me tell you, I developed a belief that when I fly on an airplane, I get really sick or I get a bad cold. I just would expect it. And guess what? It happened. Like, it was so crazy. I'm telling you, when I, when I look back on my work trips, they were so fun and I loved them. I was always really, really sick. Like, just, I always had a bad cold. It didn't matter if it was like July. Like, what the fuck, right? And I never thought anything of it except, oh, I'm just unlucky. Okay. And then I learned about manifestation. And I started to think, huh, I have this, I'm running around expecting to get a really bad cold every time I fly on an airplane. And it's happening. How interesting. I wonder what would happen if I released that belief and stopped giving attention to thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so sick on this trip. It's going to be so embarrassing. I'm going to, it's going to be awful. And so I stopped entertaining those thoughts and instead gave myself empowering thoughts um, and wouldn't, you know, I haven't had that experience since, and I've flown on many, 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 many dozens of flights and have not, it has not been correlated with a cold ever since. Then I decided like around that same time, I decided, well, do I ever have to get a bad cold? Like, does that ever have to be my experience? What if I apply this to any time I start to get a cold? Cause I used to get colds a lot, like throughout the winter months, like, you know, and so I started to, and plus I used to, for work, I used to work in a huge building with like 300 people. And then I was always traveling around the city, shaking 10 hands a day, right? So I would get um, sick a lot. And so I started to, to notice when I would start to get that tickle in the back of my throat and start to get those little feelings of a cold coming on. I, I stopped, you know, what I used to do was probably like, okay, I'm getting sick. Maybe I'll drink extra water and, you know, take some Zycam, which is a homeopathic remedy. You can find it at um, Walgreens and Walmart and Rite Aid and basically any like drugstore or pharmacy thing. Um, you can just buy it like over the counter. It's over the counter. Is that what it's called when you just, it's just there in the aisle? Like, I don't really know what that means, but it's in the aisle with all the cold medicine, Zycam fucking phenomenal stuff. It's zinc therapy. But um, I would take that. I would take vitamin C. I would do the practical things, but I would also be thinking, okay, like I'm going to be sick. This sucks, you know, or like, oh, let me take it easy because I'm getting sick. Let me let myself off the hook for things. Right. So when I realized I had more power than I thought, I said, let me try this. Let me try not entertaining those thoughts. And instead telling myself, I'm so fucking healthy. I'm so grateful for my perfect health. I'm so grateful for my immune system. I'm so healthy. I feel amazing. One of the most powerful tips that I have for this is when you're laying in bed at night and you feel like you're getting ill, right, is 
as you're falling asleep, imagining yourself waking up the next morning and I'm imagining myself waking up, getting out of bed and thinking, oh my gosh, I feel great. Wow. I feel so healthy. I feel so energized. Yes, it's gone. I feel amazing. So I'm picturing that as I'm falling asleep. And this has been years now of doing this, a couple of years, and I have not had a bad cold at all ever since. I haven't been sick in years um, because of this. Now I do, colds do come on, but I do the practical. I chug water, I take Zycam, I, you know, um, get some extra sleep, whatever. But I'm also hardcore not entertaining thoughts of being sick. And I'm saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for my immune system, my perfect health. And it goes away. Like it doesn't ever manifest into a full-blown cold. Not in years, you guys. And I have to, I have to share this information because that's been freaking awesome and so helpful. So to take, so like to take it a step further, you know, a couple months back, I'm not even sure how I learned about this, but I learned somewhere or I read in a book or something about PMS. Now my experience of PMS has always been La, 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 oh, fuck, I'm suddenly crying at a commercial. What's wrong? Or, oh, no, I'm, like, getting in a fight with my husband. Or, oh, no, I'm feeling like shit about something. I wonder why. Oh, it's that time of the month. Oh, okay, I'm looking at my pack of birth control. Um, or, like, even if I'm not in those moods, I'll be looking at my pack of birth control and I'll be like, oh, guess what? I'm coming up on my um, the week before my period. Guess I'll feel like shit for the next two weeks. Every single month my whole fucking life since I was 10 years old and got my period that is what I did I would say oh here we go guess I'm just gonna feel like shit and I and looking back it's like I was kind of giving myself permission to feel shitty be shitty not feel good take it easy on myself um yeah I was expecting that every single month for the past couple decades, right? So when I learned that PMS may have some type of a cultural phenomenon attached to it, I said, what? So here's what I have learned. Now there's a lot on the internet about this. You guys can research this on your own. I'm not going to like link, I'm not going to like cite any facts or link anything in this, but feel like definitely I encourage you to check this out. But in many cultures, in many countries, in many areas of the world, PMS, meaning that that week or two where you have um, premenstrual syndrome symptoms of moodiness, mood swings, like that sort of thing, um, that is something we experience in the Western world far more than in other places. Or there's parts of the world where they have just a different set of symptoms. That doesn't make sense. Right. That, that doesn't make sense that we, we, we should have the same symptoms everywhere around the globe for the same exact thing going on in our body with the hormones and all the things that are going on down there. Right. It shouldn't be that, um, oh, in Europe and in the U.S. and so other countries, people feel really sad and moody, but that doesn't happen in other countries. That doesn't make any sense. That's a cultural phenomenon. And there's other cultural phenomenons that um, in regards to health as well. Think about it, okay? Just think about it for a second. From the time we are very, very, very young, preteens, we are fed, shoved 
with this information of women are crazy, bitchy, psychotic, sad, hormonal, moody around their period. Are we not? Are we not fed that as a narrative? So that has become ingrained in our psyche that that is what happens. Why would we not experience that then? I mean, how could we not experience something we're told our whole lives is is the way that it is? So is it if that's true, then what would happen if we started to retrain our brain around PMS? What would happen? Um, I know this can be like <laughs> some people might be like, fuck you, Leah. But here's the thing. I tried it out for the past several months where I would notice initially, um, I would notice a moodiness coming on or a a sad mood coming on and I'd correlate it to my period or I'd see my pack of pills and be like, oh, I'm coming up on my, and I would just say, no, no, I'm not gonna go there right now. I'm not gonna go into this narrative and this story that I am gonna feel like shit. Like, no, that's not real. I told myself that's not real. And as as any symptoms would progress, I would say, say to myself, no, that's not real. That's not happening. And then I would take my attention away from it. And the first few months, like I did experience like cramps still, because I normally get not terrible cramps, but some cramps during my period week. And I experienced some moodiness and things. And then it started to go away. And now I don't experience TMS at all, nor do I have cramps anymore. That is very, 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 very fucking interesting to me. That is so interesting. Um, because there was at least one day a month where my cramps would be bad enough that I would like either smoke marijuana or like take ibuprofen typically like, you know, cause it was painful and now just nothing, nothing. Very interesting. Now, There's obviously a whole world of of research around hormones and what happens in a woman's body and all these things, sure. But I'm convinced that there is a part of it, just a part of it perhaps, that's cultural. That's us expecting it, us almost leaning into giving ourselves permission to feel a certain way. And I am just speaking like what I'm about to say is just from my own personal experience, but... I used to have a lot of fantasies about getting ill. I would fantasize about getting ill or getting injured because then someone would have to take care of me, right? Then I would get a lot of attention. Then I would get to take it easy. I could let go of expectations. I could let go of responsibility. I almost like wanted these things to happen to me. I fantasized about them. I can't be the only one that has done that, right? There is an element where, you know, especially you guys know if you've ever listened to me talk for periods of time, I definitely used to have a victim mindset, 100%. Um, And so I think that was part of it. I, I wanted to feel like a victim. I wanted people to feel sorry for me. I wanted my childhood to come up so I could mention the fact that I had been poor. I wanted, you know, uh, things to come up so I could talk about something where I had been underprivileged in my perspective at the time. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, ways where I felt I just wasn't lucky. 
but like other people in my mind at the time, right? So I definitely like wanted people to feel sorry for me. I didn't know it then. I, I wasn't consciously aware of it, but I wanted the attention that came from people feeling sorry for me and the lack of responsibility that comes from being a, being a victim, from people feeling sorry for you. That's what I wanted. And I think that fed into some of these things too. So I just encourage you to play with this, explore this in your own life and in your own experience, play with, um, play with expecting better shit to happen in your life, play with expecting the good and play with saying, no, I'm not entertaining those thoughts to your thought cycles that are negative or that are leading you to create a, a world that has a reality you do not want. A lot changes when we stop entertaining thoughts that create a reality we do not want. Our world is based on perception. That's why two people can have an experience and perceive it in different ways. That's why you and I could look at the same thing and see it in two different ways. We could have the same thing happen to us and perceive it in two different ways. Perception is our reality. Our brain interprets the world around us so quickly, right? I wish I could explain the science behind that. I was just watching a documentary on this yesterday. Like the, the, the science behind when our world, like our eyes interpret the world in our, our five senses and then how quickly the brain creates the narrative in our mind that tells us what's going on, right? That is based on our beliefs. We get to play with this. We have so much more power than we think. I want to hear what you guys think about this. I want to hear if you've had any similar phenomenons. This is so interesting to me. Um, a really great documentary around this is called Heal. It may still be on Netflix. I know it's on Gaia, if you guys have Gaia, which is like Netflix for like spirituality in the metaphysical world. But it was on Netflix when I watched it. It's called Heal. Super, super good. Um, and a book that I really like around this whole topic is called Mind Over Medicine. Uh, two really great resources there. And yeah, use your power, guys. Use your power. Use the power that you have to perceive your world differently. And just see what happens. Just see what happens. Okay. I love you guys so much. If you love this episode or this podcast or me, go ahead and take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, um, drop me a rating or a review, subscribe to the podcast. I think it's called follow now. It's like a little plus sign uh, when you're looking on it, at least on um, iTunes. But yeah, show me some love and I'm sending you all of my love and I will see you next week.